another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll go and write some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blast. It's the Beat It Podcast. Hey everybody, it's welcome to Beat It Movie podcast. Reviews. I am a woman pretending she's a man, Joe Cabello, and this is Chinese General Chris Asoto. What's up, Chris? <laughs> What's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, and we are those things because we are reviewing the newest Disney movie, Mulan, today. That's going to be our feature review. I'm excited to talk about that. That It's one of the, uh, I'd say, in the pandemic, among one of the major releases, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, if I, not I, the, I guess uh, the most major release, and also the most expensive to watch release. Mm-hmm. That is true, considering thirty dollars plus four ninety nine to seven ninety nine, one of those. And yeah. in two months, it'll be available for on Disney Plus, I think. Yeah. So if you can't wait two months, then be like us and see it, and we'll we'll talk a little bit into. Uh, uh, the movie, the making of it, and all those things. But uh, before we get into all that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Uh, what's with it, Chris? What have you been watching this week? Uh, so this week, I watched... Uh, oh, you watched Game of Death, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch that as well? I think we have a few yeah, things together to talk about. So let's talk about Game of Death. Tell everybody a little bit of what that is uh, so they don't think it's the Bruce Lee... And uh, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Elajouan movie. Well, so it's this movie with uh, Bruce Lee and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> why did I say Wait, Kareem Abdul-Elajouan? <laughs> yeah, and why did I say Kareem Abdul-Elajouan? Who is that? I don't know. I don't wow. know, but uh, I did watch the Bruce Lee movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's so Game of Death is a, a new horror Bruce movie. Lee movie. <laughs> we just keep yeah, hitting Bruce the Lee. same joke. <laughs> Um, it's basically like if Jumanji was a horror movie. Yeah, good way to of. put it. That's the, that's the plot. Yeah, yeah they find a. It's uh, a, board a board game. game. Yeah, board game, random board game. They find six, um, you know, young adults, probably like teens or maybe eighteen, nineteen. Or actually, they're drinking, right? So they're twenty-one, of course. Um, of course, and, legally speaking, don't yeah, want the producers so to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they find a game, they all play it, and the game basically tells them they have to kill 24 people to finish the game. And there's a counter on the board game that is at 24. Every time someone dies, it goes down one. And if they don't kill anyone after it seems like 5 to 10 minutes, one of them dies until either they kill kill 24 people or none of them are left. Yeah, so really cool concept. I remember us seeing the trailer for this a, a little while back, and I think um, we were both stoked on the idea. I love any like board game horror movie. Yeah, I'm I'm always into that. I think the last one I saw was a uh, Hulu one of the Hulu Into the Dark ones. Uh, gosh, okay. I, I wish I could remember what it was. It was okay. It wasn't it wasn't that good because it was a little PG thirteen. But what did you think of uh, of this one? Uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool the i was just curious when i didn't realize it was gonna be 24 people but when it said that i was like wow that's a lot of people mm-hmm. that they're gonna have to do kills for in this movie but you know 
they they uh, kind of skirt around that with like a kill montage. So yeah, they find a way to chip away at that number, you know, with the, yeah. the pace of the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I really liked it as well. The gore is really good. Very yeah, well it's, done. It's awesome. That was like probably the best part of it, I'd say. Yeah, the gore is on point. So if you're into gory uh, horror, you're definitely going to have at least a few moments that you're like, okay, that's sick. And uh, that'll be yeah. enough. It's also only like, I think, 78 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's super quick. It, it's super tight. And uh, I think in some ways it does suffer with like you know by the end the the main character you're not totally you know that's not like your best friend or anything that's kind of how i think mm-hmm. movies should end that that main character should really feel you know like your best friend and like someone you really know uh this movie yeah. doesn't spend that time but i don't think it really hurts it because a lot of the times this type of horror movie we just want to see interesting kills Give us a little bit of the main, the last girl's character arc, but just give us kills, and it does that. I also thought it was really interesting yeah. the way um, they use a lot of uh, like camera footage, Snapchat type footage, intermixed, mm-hmm. and the movie starts almost like it's a found footage movie, but then it just kind of like says forget that and goes into cinematic mode. But then we'll go into like found footage, Snapchat type stuff. And I actually really like that. I it felt like the the filmmakers were trying to use anything to tell their story. You know, any type of cinematic yeah. thing. What did you think about like that? The use of that like iPhone footage and stuff. Yeah, they they integrated it in a way that seemed like they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. or they they have experience with social media like that too. Because I, I was like, I was looking up who directed it and stuff. And the the creators seem like they're all pretty young guys too that uh, maybe are more in tune with all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I will say like the the cutaways of the Snapchat style, style stuff or like videos you send to friends, they did a really good job at speaking to the character and giving the characters something because I think there's something to that like. The type of message you send, the type of video message you send to a close friend says a lot about you. The same way, like, you know, if you introduce a character through action, like doing a doing something, it tells a lot more than if you just have them eating breakfast with somebody. In that same way, I think like these uh, posts that they were showing are a way of character action. So I think that's how it was able to skirt a lot, like probably shave off 10 minutes of character development from all the characters just by showing a post instead. Very sexy yeah, and, movie too. Uh, <laughs> because well, of that. <laughs> the uh, There's also some great like animated sequences mm-hmm. throughout the movie that just visually were like really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's kind of what I'm speaking to, too, that I forgot about, because I was, as we're talking about it, I'm like, I remember they did more than just the videos, but yeah, it was the animated sequences. It's like, they kind of just did whatever in the moment would help tell the story. They went for it. Yeah, yeah, actually, and then, yeah, the, like you were saying, too, another thing that they did was, there's a lot of, like, POV shots of, like, the characters they would kill. And then, you know, you'd be in the, the victim's point of view as they're, like, trying to gun them down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
that was pretty interesting yeah i like that and you know we don't want to get too spoilery into it i think it's like there's actually this is a movie we could have done a feature review on and i would have really mm-hmm. liked talking about it because like we could probably spend the next 30 minutes talking about it but yeah there's yeah. there's a lot to love including like some side characters that are very bizarre like the cop the yeah. ranger lady she was great just people having fun yeah. and and what yeah. i really love the most is early on in the film it's a hookup scene like between two of the characters and the guy says sit on my face that's what he wants he wants her to sit yeah. on his face while others like maybe in the history of horror would more be you know like a suck my dick or let's fuck he wants her to sit uh-huh. on his face and come it, it was their attempt at uh, feminism as as feeble as it was well also it's that um part of that too is that you know in a horror movie they have sex they die usually yeah yeah but in this movie they get to finish and then deal with death later and then die <laughs> yeah so either so way they die. that's the trick but that's the trick is you just you can only do that make sure you come you can't actually have sex yeah, yeah make sure you oh, the- uh, come through non uh penetrative methods <laughs> uh yeah oh the, the other thing i was going to say too about the practical effects is like one of the coolest parts of the movie is like the first i think death in it the majority of the characters are like covered in blood mm-hmm. from the death yeah. and then the rest of the movie they're just covered in blood yeah it's it awesome. looked like a pain in the ass too like on a production yeah. level i was just like fuck yeah. they have all this like streaks of blood down their face because we should mention, like, you said that they, they die if they don't kill anybody. The way they die is their heads explode. Yeah. And the the effects on it are so awesome. Their heads, like, throb and become, like, gigantic. Yeah, it's like... And it um, looks... Uh, I think it's practical. It looks so good. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. It looks like um, a Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. When the guy... One of the storms explodes at the end of that. It kind of reminded me of that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Game of Death. I, I re- any horror fan should definitely check it out. Um, I think it it was a lot of fun while also yeah doing something. And I bought it on uh, I bought it on Voodoo. It was like I think five bucks or something like that too. So. Dude, it's such so worth it for five bucks. Yeah, dummy thick. <laughs> uh, glad uh, we watched that. Um, yeah. Maybe going into other things that you watched, uh, we could talk about some Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched Howl's Moving Castle this week. Tight, tight. And I think and, uh, I, I skipped it this week because I had watched it within like the last two months. So uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about that one because I feel like that's a well-known one that was in theaters, uh, but still like a little bit more on the outskirts. So tell us yeah, about it. it didn't have as much hype as uh, Spirited Away, that's for sure, I feel like. But um, yeah, it's like just a movie about this... Uh, this girl who works like in a hat shop and she's there's a war going on it's kind of this like it's kind of a realistic world but there's a little bit of fantasy elements where people are like wizards and mages and stuff and there's like a war between two countries for like a missing son who the other country thinks kidnapped him or killed him and which is also kind of this weird like it's it's a big part of it and such not a big part of the movie. At the yeah. Same time. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I'll, I'll get to my feelings on how that movie ends because it's, it's kind of nuts, but um, 
Yeah, so they're they're at war, and the the different countries like hire the wizards to like fight for them, as like you know like these magic warriors, and uh, it's. But that's the thing. So the, the thing that's, with this movie that's is not like, even the movie. Like in a lot of ways, yeah, so. that's not even the movie. The movie is this girl gets cursed by a, a a witch, and she's trying to break the curse. And so this guy Hal, he's like a famous wizard fighting for one of the countries. She like just finds him, just randomly on her own, I guess, to figure out how to break this curse. And she just becomes like the caretaker of his house or his yeah, moving she, castle. Her, her curse is to look old or be old, yeah. rather. Yeah, to look old, and she's not allowed to tell anyone that she's cursed or where she got it from. Yeah, or anything about it. Yeah, she like yeah. Her, her lips won't move. Yeah, and so it's basically just her falling in love with this, with Hal, this wizard, while this whole war is going on around them and the war could be anything basically it doesn't yeah, yeah. really matter the the only reason it matters is because it harms howl yeah like, cause cause he, it, when he he like uses magic to transform into like this crazy bird thing and the more he does it like i believe like part of his soul dies or something like that right yeah and he like he'll be stuck that way if he's there in it the transformation for too long yeah, Christian Bale playing Howl. Yeah, yeah, um, like uh, was it Billy Crystal plays Calcifer, who's like the heart, his heart in the house that is a fire that lights the house and keeps it magical. And yeah, running. really good performance, and uh, yeah, jo- a very young best. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, as uh, Ma- Markle. Markle, yeah. Um. So yeah. overall. Tier, we've talked about tears with Miyazaki movies before, and I'm not talking about Wawa baby tears. S tier <laughs> is Totoro, um, Spirited Away, and Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Then the A tier we haven't discussed in depth, but uh, just so we know where we're at with that, what do you think Howl's Moving Castle is at? I think Howl would be maybe like a B tier. I agree. To me, yeah. I, I used yeah. to love it. I That's the thing is like when I watched it, I remember watching it in theaters. What? 2004 came out. Yeah. And I just remember being like, that movie was cool, but I don't understand at all what was going on or why it was. going. <laughs> and then rewatching it now, I'm like, wow, the, <laughs> it kind of doesn't make sense. And then they just explain everything in the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. And it, everything ends. <laughs> It's kind of crazy how it ends. It's kind of like because, fairy tale esque. Like yeah, a... it's they like they don't they solve the war on accident, and it's and it's never a goal that they like knew ahead of time. Like if we do this, we'll stop the war. It's just they were trying. She's just trying to save Howl, and they get into like an accident, and then that this turnip head character ends up this character that's been in the movie the entire time as this random like just like a sidekick yeah like an r2d2 yeah Yeah, he literally like saves them she kisses him and then his curse is broken and he's like wow i'm the prince everyone's been looking for me thank you so much 
the world is saved bye and yeah literally like, oh, did it chris is not and that's it. exaggerating <laughs> he is not exaggerating at all literally within like four sentences he says exactly what chris just said and then leaves it's yeah, like, like a play it's like a children's play <laughs> ending where it's like and then it was finished bye everybody and then that student walks off because they could only remember <laughs> three lines yeah and, and uh it's then there's like a shot of like one of the the opposite opposing queen and she sees like that the kid is now back to his normal self and she's like well i guess my fun is over huh. like oh she just ended the war thinking knowing that this was going on and that it was just a game to her yeah but it's war like yeah, like, like you a, see these horrible battles, like brief. Yeah, and kind of they're scary battles because there's these floating ships that have like little puckering assholes that shoot out birds. Yeah, and and the birds are like these bird people that Hal says are other like wizards and mages that have done the the transformation, but we're in it for too long, so they're just these mindless like creatures now. Yeah, or I it's think like they so even dark. chose they chose power and then ended up becoming uh-huh. those endless creatures. Like they chose yeah. that it wasn't even an accident that they stayed there. So it's like he's yeah. trying to not be those guys. Yeah. Now I liked this movie enough that I think I saw it four or five five times in theaters, and I read okay. the book because it's based off a book, a, a right. novel. And and I'm assuming the book is way more coherent and. Uh... It's from what yeah, I remember, very different. Like, okay. stretches its legs a lot more, with like uh-huh. being in the castle. From what I remember, um, a little confusing still. The book is, okay. but uh, when I look back on this now, like Howell is the biggest fuck boy. Dude, that's what I had written down. Okay, you know what he is? He's He's the equivalent of Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but a guy version. Yeah. And and kind he has of has no worse. redeeming qualities. Yeah, true. He cuz he kind he's of like He's just a shithead. Yeah, like he does nothing really good. It's uh, he takes her in, but makes mm-hmm. she does housework. So it's like yeah. really not anything too good he does. It. He doesn't necessarily treat anybody that great, just like fine. But he gets in these, like, fits of being sad that he has to... Everybody has to mope around him and help him. <laughs> yeah. And then it's it's such, like, a... Looks like manipulative guy. Like, a now that we have this, like, language of, like, toxic masculinity and, like, the manipulation of, like, the game and guys like that. And we're, like... As a society, I think we're a little more educated, like, the broad population is. Yeah. He shows every sign of like a guy I would hate. Like if one of my girlfriends yeah. or sister was dating, I'd be like, this uh-huh. guy's a fuckhead. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like he accidentally dyes his hair black because the main character like moved around his supplies in the bathroom. Yeah, and then he cries and, about it. And that's what that's what causes his like fit where he gets so sad that like this darkness seeps out from him. And yeah. you like can't you have to not avoid it and not touch it or whatever. And it's like, dude, your hair just turned black. You're still this like hot dude. Yeah, it's such a baby you, move. Like, yeah, it was like, what? Why are you this upset? And he and he says like, I'm ugly now. And it's like, what? Yeah. No. 
In what world? Stuff like that. Also, you have magic play. to change your appearance. I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's baffling. When I watched it recently, just thinking like, oh, fuck, like this character is not cool. Yeah. And, and Christian Bale plays the hell out of him. Yeah. But uh, he's just like, yeah, a crybaby dude who doesn't yeah, really like, do much. Even when he when he interacts with her the first time he meets her, he has this like air to him like, I know you want to fuck me, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to fuck you. Yeah, he's running the like, game on her. Yeah, and it's just so like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's super, it's, for that reason, it really fell down to, like, a B or even C tier. I think there's still a lot of, like, cool stuff about it. And it really does play almost like a Wizard of Oz-ish type of fairy tale. Um, Obviously not the same. It's not, like, rooted in the same things of that story, but just kind of has that feeling. Um, Yeah. And the animation's great, but yeah, it is a it is a messy movie with a very fuckboy protagonist. <laughs> the other thing too is like throughout the movie, her appearance changes from like an old woman to her normal self, but she conti- continues to have the gray hair. And I don't understand really the significance of it, other than I guess it's like when she's being true to herself she's not an old woman yeah or, like, something sure like of that herself. I, I forget but i forget the magic at hand specifically but yeah but she yeah like, yeah a... that's never clear so i'm always like why is she just changing and can other people tell because like can't i don't understand how other people can't see it and be like why are you suddenly young again what's going on yeah and i guess there's like some metaphor in there of like how she is as a person yeah how she's she herself young. But it just, like, I, I guess the movie never serves that metaphor yeah. so much. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I I almost feel like the uh, I would want to revisit the book to see what they're taking, extracting from it as important. But uh, I don't know, because I did yeah. lose some respect and love for this movie when I saw it again. <laughs> so, here, the other thing I was wondering is, so, she goes into his past... And tells him to find her. Uh, and then she gets like brought back into the present or whatever, right? At the end, near the end. Yeah. So does that mean that the entire movie, like he knew to look for her because he knew her name or whatever? I think so. And I think that's why he and rescues so her. So that's why he acts like, like that to her. Because he's like, oh, I know. Because that's, I was also curious, like it would just be funny if he like fell in love with her as an old woman and was like, wow, this old woman's like, yeah, I like really old her. Yeah. And then he finds her, she turns young at the end. And he's like, uh, it's kind of ruined for me. Yeah. Hit me Which up in 30 is similar years. to uh, a part I want to talk about in Mulan, but we'll talk about that. Later. All right. We will. <laughs> well, moving on from uh, Hell's Moving Castle. Uh, unless wait, actually just one. one thing for sure. Yeah, one other thing I want to say about it is how I, it's the, th- after Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away, it just kind of seems like a step down in terms of the female protagonist and her journey. Because in Princess Mononoke, it was like the two male and female protagonists are like equals, Mm -hmm. you know? And then in Spirited Away, it's this little girl who's like showing that she can do anything. Yeah. And then in this movie, it's like, this girl that's just helping this guy who's like 
the hero of a war and she doesn't really get to do anything but like be supportive of but help else him. yeah and that's so i was like what what kind of story that just felt like less than his other movies yeah like sense. uh less heavy less weight to it because yeah she you could see this being howl's movie as the main character and yeah. her being that side character that you're like oh yeah i mean that character served that purpose you know what i mean and that's yeah. not great yeah yeah, Very a bit of a downgrade in material. Yeah. Um, but I guess next week is Ponyo, I believe. Oh, cool, because I have not seen Ponyo, so. Yeah, and I've, I've never seen it either, so. Awesome. So yeah. if you want to keep up with us on a, our uh, Miyazaki train, uh, go watch Ponyo, then uh, listen to our thoughts. Um. I want to bring up uh, Get Duked, which I saw. I know last week you had oh, seen sick. it, so I wanted to make sure yeah. to watch that. Um, yeah. So I checked it out, and uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. It's like a, more of a teen coming-of-age almost movie. Yeah. Uh, it, most of all, I really appreciated the music. Like, every time Run the Jewels comes in, it's just super yeah. high-pass moment for the movie. Yeah. I really like that. Um yeah, overall, I was pretty warm on it. I didn't love it or hate it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing necessarily bad about it. I thought maybe, I don't know, you do have a lot of characters in it. It's like four characters. Yeah. Uh, it's like hard to even tell who's the main one because sort of the rapper is. And then you got yeah, these it's like the, the rapper guys. and then the one friend who like tells the other friend off. Yeah, then like the idiot friend, and then there's the new guy, who's yeah. like the uh, the smart the soft one. guy. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of characters to juggle. At times, I felt like the movie wasn't even quite sure whose movie it was. Um, yeah. But it is a it is a good a good fun time, especially uh, these young guys are just are just fun, and it's got some good rap humor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, so. Doesn't that movie take a really weird turn when they all split up and like they come back together and that guy has like a gang of farmers? Yeah, he goes and like meets a bunch of farmers and like raps for them and Yeah, and they all love him and then they do drugs. Yeah. It's uh, a I guess we're we'll get into some spoilers for this movie, but I just wanted to talk about a couple of things, but yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for the movie. If you haven't seen it, get duked. It's on Amazon prime. We talked about it last week. It's a, a like four guys go on this kind of almost uh, boy scoutish hike alone. And, uh, they get hunted by some rich people who hate the youth. Uh, what were some of the parts you want to bring up about that? Okay. So it's just so bizarre that like they, chase after the old people with an army of farmers and they don't catch them and then they just go back into the wild knowing that those two people are out there with intent to murder them yeah it's like I convenient for the movie that. it's really yeah, it convenient like, for the movie they but just not call the... someone or the cops with the farmers there to yeah. be like hey let's go back to your farm and use the landline call the fucking cops and tell them that there's these old people trying to murder us. And then the other thing, okay, so the other thing that's like a real spoiler though is before that, they kill their teacher. Yeah. They murder him. 
or they think they do. And it's very, that was, that when that happened, I was like, that guy, they just straight up murdered someone who's pretty much innocent, who is innocent. Yeah. I mean, the only thing he's guilty of is stealing bread. But they run him over with the fucking van, and he's so bloody and, like, fucked up. I just, I like, I couldn't get over that throughout the whole movie. I was like, dude, they, that kid murdered mm. someone straight up. It, yeah, and, and there's uh, a, there's too much going on a little bit in that way. <laughs> yeah, that, that it was like that bit was just for the end. But I, I wish that they, like, if even if it was, like, that guy was, like, the son of one of the old people, and he's, like, helping them by bringing kids up there. Yeah. Then I'd be, like, a little bit more okay with the fact that they murdered him, but yeah. still at the same time, like, dude. <laughs> he's just an asshole, really. Yeah, he... And they just fucking ran him over with a van. Like, what? Yeah, uh, I, the movie... And I think the movie proves how all over the place it is with, like, how they get out of everything in the ending. With just, yeah. like, the rogue van running backwards yeah, for the, the whole movie. the dumbass cops. Yeah. Yeah, that... It's it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a little all over the place. It's really a movie of moments. I don't think it necessarily amounts to much and has a little too much going on. Um, but it is a good time. Yeah. Uh, so get duked on Amazon Prime. And uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, let's see. I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix. Right, the new Charlie Kaufman directed and written movie. I haven't got to see it yeah. yet. I, I want to see it because it's a Charlie Kaufman movie, but I really don't want to see it. <laughs> like, it just seems yeah. like... That's a recipe um, for heaviness. What did you think of it? And uh, what can you tell people what it's about a little bit? So it's about uh, a woman who's going to visit her boyfriend's family, her boyfriend's parents, for the first time. And they've been together for only six weeks. And so they ha- they live in like a house in the middle of nowhere, like, like a farmhouse that's like hours outside of their town. And she has to get home to do something for work by the end of the night. So it's kind of this, like, strange trip. The family is really weird. Everything is weird, knowing Charlie Kaufman. Everything is is very strange. Um, it's... The thing about this movie is, like, I guess I thought it was okay. I think visually it's really great. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily worth your time to watch. I don't know. Okay. I, the is thing it with a this specific, movie is like, like, is it for a specific person? You think? I think it might be the, the, the thing I felt like after watching it was that I should watch some like YouTube explanation videos of what was really going on during <laughs> the movie. Cause I didn't get it. So it might just be that I'm too stupid to understand what this movie was trying to say, but it, it was saying a lot of, very strange things and the thing is so this is the guy that that wrote uh eternal sunshine Mm -hmm. right but this movie is based on a book i guess and but the thing with eternal sunshine is like that movie is very weird but there's an explanation for why it's weird right you're in his head i mean i I don't know if everyone listening has seen eternal sunshine but yeah yeah, it's like a guy who's i think it's uh before you go into that, it's important to note, like, not directed by Charlie Kaufman, so is there an right. issue 
That and that's the thing. I don't think that there's an issue with him being a director. I think directing it, how he directed it, he did a great job with the visuals and mixing what seems like reality with this abnormal stuff. But the thing is, like in Eternal Sunshine, it's about a guy who's getting his memories erased of his ex girlfriend, and so it's him and his his mind remembering his memories and then they're getting pulled away so things are getting fuzzy so like that makes sense in Mm -hmm. that world but in this movie there is no explanation for the strange things going on so the entire movie i'm kind of just like what is this like what does this really mean or what's really going on here and then like you know halfway through i'm like oh they're never going to tell me that yeah just i'm here for the ride and it kind of uh, it kind of reminds me of like the end of two thousand one, mm-hmm. but like in an entire movie of that. Oh wow! So that's pretty intense. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I can sometimes have a problem with a movie that doesn't seem to have a cohesive like theme and motif it's working with. I start to like. I want to look for the connection of all the things. So if you show me something weird, I'm thinking that's in service of a central theme or or concept like eternal yeah. sunshine. Uh, so when there's not that, and it's just using that to be like, Hey, here's an idea I have. It can be a little jarring for me. Yeah. I'd be interested to yeah. see it. Cause I haven't seen his other directed movie. Uh, was it something New York, Synecdoke, New York? Um, oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen another one of his movies. I heard that one's weird as well. And it seems the ones he directs and writes seem to get some mixed reviews. Um, and you wonder if that's just, like, someone doing something really cool that is going to be less uh, universal. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so you wouldn't necessarily recommend it sounds like <laughs> yeah I mean for the majority of people I think this isn't this is like a movie where if you know about it then it's probably for you but people just randomly stumbling into this movie I don't think are necessarily going to like it yeah you're not going to put this on to watch a movie with your parents or something yeah yeah. The people will be like what's going on mm-hmm. I don't understand and you're like that's not, the point. I guess you're not supposed to just go with it yeah and i think it's cool that some movies do require like extra sitting in and reading of like several people's reviews and thoughts just to understand i think that can be cool but sometimes it's a little too much that it almost feels aggressively confusing Mm. i'm sure i'll check it out i think i knew i i know i need to be in the right headspace to watch that movie and uh your thoughts definitely solidify that you know it's not a like yeah, the, i'm gonna the, throw it on and have a good time the performances are like great that's for sure yeah sounds like a lot of like really good pieces put into something that didn't quite work um like ideas or or it works perfectly and i just don't understand you're just really yeah. dumb yeah you yeah, just yeah, missed I'm just it. really stupid probably <laughs> it happens uh, speaking of something like that, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah. Uh, are you up to date with three episodes? Uh, I watched up until the fourth. I watched the fourth episode. You watched today the fourth well. episode too. I haven't watched that yet, yeah. and I I think that's okay. out. 
um, came out Friday. It came out, yes, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So as of the recording of this, it will have been out. I haven't caught number four. Okay. Um, I do want to. I'll talk up to three. We could talk about that. Then you can give us some of four. Uh, last time yeah. we talked about it, we were pretty low on episode two. Thought it was like too much <laughs> of a single season in one show. I'm sure if if you followed Lovecraft Country criticism, you've heard some of those things. It's just it was a lot, and really made me one not uh, confused what the show was going to be. Yeah. So then we go into episode three, which, as far as I can tell is like what they're doing is like weird singular stories but placed within this larger narrative that they had just yeah found out wizards exist yeah so like basically it's kind of like the episode starts they're like fuck that was crazy that wizards exist well we got to still keep living and then the girl <laughs> finds out oh you uh got we got this house that you're gonna like help take care of and then the premise of the episode is that this house is haunted and there's these, you know, white neighbors who want to get them out of there. And and all that's really fucking cool. But then throughout the episode, then they'll just, like, have another conversation with the character. So about the wizards again. <laughs> we got to worry about those, right? Okay, back to my haunted house. And I think it's going to take some time for me to ease into that. Because, like, I almost like not having the justification of, like, hey, there's wizards, so now we're, like, dealing with this other crazy shit. But what did you think about episode um, three? I guess to sum up my feelings, there was so much I loved about it from, like, the music, the acting, uh, this whole storyline with the haunting and how that's such a parallel to racism and the way, you know, white people take ownership of things like that was all really fucking cool but i was just still like it was muddied by episode two still for me and i didn't like any of that stuff yeah i i agree with you that's when what i was thinking when i was watching it is like that's it clicked of what the show is and it's and it's like oh so this is like an anthology show but it's the same characters that each different thing is happening to every week yeah and it makes which I sense. guess is like a normal serialized horror show. Yeah, whatever, so it makes sense. It's just we've already seen so many big ideas. Like it's just yeah, the, the yeah, justification and, and the, is seemingly like that they have this connection with these supernatural beings, right? Like that's kind of why yeah. this is happening. Yeah, to them specifically, and that's the other thing too. Is like, I guess it's because we're so used to what HBO does normally of like having a narrative arc for a season and then these like episodes that are like you know standalone pieces but with this show it's much more like a haunting or a new different strange creature slash haunting every week or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's almost like it would be like a cw show than it is an hbo show yeah, totally. It's it's an elevated like CW show. I I think one yeah. person that I know, uh, Dominique Johnson, funny comedian, he said uh, Lovecraft Country is just Angel for Black people. And <laughs> I, I don't uh. think that's a hundred percent accurate, but I think it definitely s- speaks to the heart of the show. And I think if I keep watching it, and if it stays true to that, mm-hmm. I think I'll end up liking it a lot more. Cause just because like there's so many great pieces to it and so many great parts again it was just like kind of the overload of things in episode two 
that uh, yeah. kind of like killed my almost killed my curiosity. But now I'm curious just to see. Oh, what's the monster of the week then? Uh huh. So okay, the that's the thing too with episode three is like the end of it is really cool with all. I like all the ghost stuff in it. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, that whole storyline like, is. They great. banish the ghost is so is so cool. Yeah, it's pow- it's powerful as fuck. Like, and the other thing crazy. is like the stuff that they do with the cops and stuff like that and the racism. I was like, oh, this show actually just takes place present day, and we didn't realize it. Uh, is that the twist? It could easily be that <laughs> M Night Shyamalan steps on screen. We've had a lot of fun over the last four or five episodes, but I want to talk about something. It's called They're twist. in the same uh, the same universe as the village, but it's like <laughs> the state, and it's an entire state that's oh, uh, shit. quarantined off. Um, but yeah, so the episode. Okay, so the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So I watched that today. It's pretty cool, and the thing with the fourth episode is it's very. It feels very much like Indiana Jones or Goonies. Because they go on this adventure through this, like, vault of some old, like, wizard. And there's all these, like, traps and fucking, like, booby traps and Hell yeah. puzzles to figure out. So that's it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I think I'm on board if, if that's what's going on. And it's keeping kind of that energy of uh, of what we've been talking about. I, I think I'm on board. I'm going to watch that as soon as I can. Yeah. And I think that just yeah. goes to show, like, when you get how you get set up to watch a show, what your expectations are can really fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Um, though I think definitely. some of that definitely is due to uh, that second episode. I think there's, like, legitimate problems with that second episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, maybe if, if it needed to have problems to make everything else work, maybe that's worth it. Uh, great. So yeah, uh, did you watch anything? That's it for me. That's it for you. Uh, yeah. Two or a couple things uh, that not to go too deep into. One was Class Action Park. It's a oh H- yeah HBO documentary or Hulu documentary. Some one of those, and it's about Action Park in uh, New Jersey or just outside of New Jersey. That was like the uh, uh, theme park that was known for having really dangerous rides. And they even had a Johnny Knoxville movie come out called Action Park, which was like half narrative, half stunt. Mm -hmm. So I watched that movie in theaters. I was really excited to see Action Park. I enjoyed it. Very fun movie. Uh, A friend of mine was in it. Uh, So it was was great. So I watched this movie, which is the real story. Johnny Knoxville, right? Johnny Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to name drop. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) then... This one is the real story, and oh my god. So I think, I do want to tell everybody, this is a great double feature if you watch the Johnny Knoxville movie and then Class Action Park, because you cannot do it the other way around. (laughs) You can't watch Johnny Knoxville's Action Park after this. Once you know everything is real, then watching him do that stuff, and you're like, this is fucked up, because this is real. And it's right. beyond, it's like, oh no, they, what they're showing is so tame. Oh shit. Is so, is so like the things that really happened there 
like monstrous things. Yeah, it's like it's like Johnny Knoxville's thing is, oh, it's funny Johnny Knoxville broke his tailbone during this scene. And you're like, yeah, but in real life, the person died. Yes, people, shit like that. People were mutilated, and like, like people will only watch Action Park and be like, oh, the guy who uh, ran Action Park, he was like a cool, a super cool dude, and like a renegade. Oh, yeah, and then. You realize, oh, it sounds like the guy, you know, had very a lot of bad traits and did a lot of bad things as well. So I don't know if we should. <laughs> he only him. cared about profit and yeah, and no one's safety whatsoever. It's, it's very dark. I would really uh, suggest watching it because it is like I just threw it on and I was with Andy and our friend Tessie, um, who are just kind of like doing their own thing. Uh, and they were immediately you get sucked in because it's just like them explaining a crazy thing and then a crazier thing <laughs> like and it just it constantly gets crazier just by enough degrees that it just keeps going to where you're like oh yeah people died and there's a lot of subtext going on so i i would highly recommend that uh if you wanted to watch the johnny knoxville one too that's been on your radar then i would say watch it and then watch class action park there is something fun about doing that. <laughs> uh, and then another thing I wanted to talk about was Killer Workout, also known as Aerobicide. Um, nice. And uh, this was uh, my friend Evan Everett. He uh, runs a page. I forget fuck what it's called, like trash movies or something like that. Um, but he always posts like really, you know, bad or schlocky uh, older movies such as killer workout. Uh, and he suggested this one to me and it's basically about a, uh, a girl gets horrifically burned in a sun tanning salon. So then she gets, re- uh, a killer goes on revenge and they think it's her. Uh, so there's a lot of like aerobics gear, aero- long dancing aerobic scenes, uh, puppies and, uh, and murdering. Uh, Two out of five. Not great, but uh, was it was it was a fun watch for a bad movie. I watched that, and then uh, Weathering with You. I got the Blu-ray finally after pre-ordering it months ago. It's Makoto Shinkai's uh, follow-up to Your Name. This is what I think was my favorite movie of 2019. Uh, it's about a runaway boy who meets a girl who's a sunshine girl, so that means she can make the weather good. And this comes like three months into nonstop rain in Tokyo. It is an incredible movie. I would really suggest it. If you haven't seen it, watch it immediately. It's, it's just like beautiful. Looks beautiful. It's about a bit beautiful subject. And I think in a lot of ways it'll kind of like, if you're unsure about the future of things, there's something like very calming and settling about this movie. Uh, so that is, uh, that's all I've been watching. Uh, so out of those, if, if there's any takeaway weathering with you and game of death, those are really my big walk away recommendations. You walk away. (laughs) All right. So why don't we get into our feature review of Mulan? So Mulan, you got to know Mulan classic. Uh, Chinese tale made into a Disney animated film. I'd say one of the beloved films. And uh, now into one of Disney's live action 
films, which uh, those live action films have kind of been, they've done well financially, but have been mixed reviews. Um, why don't we just jump right into our thoughts of Milan? Chris, maybe some basic non-spoiler, but what can you spoil thoughts on, uh, on Milan? What'd you think about it? <laughs> um, I felt like it's kind of a, I don't know. I think it's kind of generic. <laughs> I guess that's that's kind of how I feel about it. It doesn't really do anything particularly well, and but none, nothing about it is bad. It's just kind of like, this is exactly the movie you think it would be. Yeah. It's very much a kid's movie. It feels like yeah, that I mean, version. The version of that movie, but a kid's movie. I guess... A lot of people have problems with it because they're people feel like it feels like a superhero movie. Oh, really? I haven't uh, haven't heard that take. That's an interesting one. I, I guess I can yeah. see that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know that the director like came out and was like, "This isn't a superhero movie." And the fact that he says that just kind of seems. Or silly. she, I believe the director is a New she, Zealand right? woman. Okay. Yeah. I don't, it just, it does kind of seem like they changed a lot about the animated version versus this. Mm-hmm. And Mulan isn't just a normal person. She has like, they have like chi. Yeah. It's like this like inner power. Which to them is like something that's like Goku level stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, because, like, even there's a villain who, basically, they just, it's like magic, you know? It's almost like a character can, like, turn into an animal. Yeah. Bird. So. Yeah, I don't I, I thought it, it's fine, but I think that paying $30 for it is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I think. Especially for what it was like. I think I'd say, uh, to that point, if you have a family... You're so yeah. lucky. Now, if you have a family, <laughs> uh, then the $30 is probably it. I think kids and yeah. uh, little girls are going to see this, and it's good. I think some yeah. of the um, the bad things of this movie are some, some like, deeper dissections. Like, you know, the, the fact that I don't believe a single Asian, and let alone, like, Chinese person was one of the main contributors to this film like whether screenwriting directing and i believe even costume designs i could be wrong but i think the costume designs were not someone who was asian um that seems like a problem (laughs) and i usually don't like get too picky about that stuff with movies i think Mm -hmm. you know let's all give everybody a chance to tell a story but it kind of seems in this case that it's kind of baffling why there's not a single Chinese name in those credits. Yeah. I think that's a big issue with this movie. I also think mm-hmm. the Disneyfication of uh of this of properties like this and even Star Wars is they never go fully all in on saying anything. And maybe they mm-hmm. don't need to. You know, if we see it through the lens of a kids movie, maybe they don't need to, but it's it's like this is a movie that's not meant to be progressive, but is also a little too progressive for anybody who's conservative. It's a movie that's like 
uh, not Chinese enough for Chinese people, like in China. Right. But yeah. not really <laughs> for any Chinese American, the American audience, um, who I do think accept Asian cinema more than we, like anybody gives them credit for. But it's still like a matter of belief from the studios. It's just this movie is not really being anything. I yeah. I said my my main thoughts on it are this is like a, a steak dinner at Applebee's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's good if you were to be like, Oh, is it really good? That is that tasty? You're like, I kinda feel like an idiot saying this is very good. It's just a, like a steak from a chain restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. not bad. It's not gross. Right. And it's, so it's hard to be excited about it in that way. Mm-hmm. as a movie and it's hard to be excited about it for representation because i yeah there's a lot of chinese good chinese movies <laughs> yeah you know, like if you really need them they're they're out there and maybe they're not made by hollywood or disney but they exist they support those <laughs> you know yeah maybe we don't need this one and i really it is unfortunate that uh Movies like this have to be t- tied to the success of future movies from uh, ch- for Chinese perspectives or just Asian in general. It mm-hmm. sucks because then it's like, well, this is not fair. It's a Disney movie. It's going to fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But, the idea of it is like, it's Disney. It would have been great. Wouldn't it have been cool if Disney just produced it? They throw their Disney money behind it. And they're like, here to some, whatever popular Chinese director do make Mulan for us. Mm-hmm. And then it's just this authentic Chinese created movie funded by Disney. I think that'd be really cool. I don't think they'd like, ever do it because it's so yeah, risky, they would, they but would, it'd of course. be so cool. And I think this movie would have been great if spoken in Chinese. Yeah. And I uh, I believe a lot of, I mean, I think the character, the person who plays Mulan definitely is from China, mm-hmm. right? Isn't she? So she, I'm assuming she speaks, she's fluent. Mandarin and so is like, obviously Donnie Yen, like majority of the cast, I'm sure can actually yeah. speak the part. I would have liked that. And I, I also get it. Like there's so many reasons I'm sure so many people would listen to this review and especially us being this hard and be like, it's a movie for kids. My daughter loved it. And I think that's great. And I think that's true and valid of the movie. Yeah. Again, it's not bad, but I think it's a movie that unfortunately, uh, has to carry the weight of a lot more than it deserves to. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem with just the, uh, American film industry in general. Yeah. Um, but it it also, in my opinion, fucks up very specifically, like by not hiring enough Chinese uh, creatives behind the scenes mm-hmm. in those tentpole positions. Like that already yeah. seems like a fuck up, and I think that's that's a fuck up that like kind of reverberates through the movie, in a way. Uh, I shared a link from a great writer, Walter Chaw about his thoughts on the film uh so if you go to my twitter check that out he he had a great like uh asian american ex- perspective 
on the movie that I really appreciated. And he was able to obviously, like, articulate in any way that I couldn't even begin to fathom, but had, like, hints of, like, hey, there's something about this feels off. He really nails it. Why don't we get into spoiler stuff and we can talk about any specific things. Into spoilers of Mulan. Get your wallets out. Go pay the 30 on top of your Disney Plus and go check it out. Or decide not to and we'll do, uh, we'll spoil it for you. Chris, what do you want to talk about? Uh... There's a lot of criticism about how they don't have the, like, Mushu or the Cricket. It's like there's no talking uh, animals, mm-hmm. right? Or just animal characters, like the her horse, too, I think. But the thing is, like, I, I did not have a problem with that. I'm like, whatever. That's fine. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, like, they're giving her this chi powers, and there's, like, a phoenix that flies around. It's, so it's like, like that Pokemon. They're taking magic away in a certain aspect and pumping it up in another aspect. Mm. So it's like, what's the difference then? Yeah. If, <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get, understand. Yeah, especially like because every other um, Disney live action adaptation has like had talking animals. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not Aladdin, I don't think, but uh, it, it, it does have precedent. But yeah, that is. That is, like, I don't necessarily agree with all the any comparison from the animated movie to this. I think it is important to to separate them to when it comes to that. Uh, yeah. When it comes to things like energy, because I remember seeing The Lion King, like, one of the, the musical numbers, they did a side-by-side comparison. And the animated oh. version was so full of life and, like, fun gags and movements. And then the... Uh, live action which is also animated let's be clear these live a- uh, live action Lion King is an animated movie but for some reason we call it live action but they're just walking singing the song in that case I think comparison is like super important because it's like no yeah. you like the energy's fucking zapped but in this case of whether they have this like certain like singing or the magical elements I think I don't necessarily need to compare the two movies, but part of that might be me not necessarily having a huge connection to Milan. It was slightly out of my Disney generation. Okay. Where I was, like, not interested in Disney movies so much. So I didn't watch it a lot. Um, so, yeah, the lack of that and moving it into the the chi powers... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, did the chi powers even go hard enough? That, okay, so that's the thing. That it, The only other comparison that I wanted to make that I actually had a problem with is that they give they have this explanation of her being very good at fighting or hand-eye coordinated Killing stuff. spiders. <laughs> yeah, is that she has chi. But the thing with the, the original is like, no, she's just a fucking badass. Yeah, she's just good. And I feel like it takes away that specialness of her character by saying that she has kind of this like supernatural. It's midichlorians, dude. Yeah. They like, midichlorian. They explain it. away her talent by saying it's this fucking ability instead of just her being good at what she does. And that, that yeah, kind of, what do you get like, out of it? You know, like yeah. cause they don't go hard enough. It's not like they, she, yeah. her, she does cool enough shit. 
Yeah. Like anything that she does with her chi, if they were just like, no, she just does that. Like she's all, I would believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we're fine with that, you know? Yeah. That being said, you know, just to like throw some positivity on it with that aspect of it. Um, there's a early rooftop chase scene where she's chasing a chicken and she falls and that's like the first time you really see her like powers where she's able to like stab the staff in and do some sort of like way to block her fall then slide down the roof that I was actually like this is cool I I got excited about the movie at that moment Uh and I was like alright I think I see what this is very nice and then for something happened where after that it was kind of like a downward slope of necessarily being excited about it (laughs) Uh but at the same time again i was like thoroughly entertained throughout it yeah but i wouldn't watch it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's like this is totally a perfectly fine kids movie that's for sure yeah just uh and but it's it feels longer than an hour 45 minutes to me. Yeah, it We're, does, definitely. Maybe that's because it's, like, hitting such a broad, like, a whole war type of thing. But uh felt, felt a little long. Pardon. Yeah, the link kind of got me. And something that really bothers me, and uh, after an hour and 45 minutes with the character, I still didn't really feel like I knew who Milan was. Yeah. And maybe a part of that is the fact that most of the movie she has to not be who she is. <laughs> That's true. So, but I, I'm, I think like we should see, even when she's trying to be a man... In another movie of that nature, we see that character. We see, like, oh, you're being you, but as a man. You know, like, it's still you. Uh, Amanda Bynes' movie, She's the Man. She's the Man, yes. Is a great example. (laughs) Comparing, this is my essay, comparing Amanda Bynes' She's the Man with 2020's Mulan. Uh, But I don't know, I feel like... I still don't know who this character is other than, like, brave. Like, okay, she's brave. She has a devotion to her family (laughs) that Vin Diesel would genuinely appreciate. Yeah, she's going to be in the next Fast and Furious. We're going to China. 1642. (laughs) DeLorean. You know they're getting in that DeLorean. That's the sequel, actually, I'm going to talk about. I'm changing my sequel idea. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great sequel idea. Mulan. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so what else with this movie? I mean, it, it just... I'm almost more interested in talking about the issues around it. You know, and like... Even the main actress who was uh, anti-protester in Hong Kong and, like, the politics yeah. behind that. The fact that it seems that Chinese audiences don't really care for this movie because it isn't. It's very yeah. a very Anglo-Chinese-lensed movie. 
all that is far more interesting than the movie itself to me. But I could see like a, a kid definitely that not being interesting to them. Yeah. And on, it is cool. Like she's a badass. That's fucking cool. She's just wrecking people. The uh, a lot of the fights are they're cool. But also then I say that and I'm thinking, well, they're not much better than they're not better than any fights from like a Chinese film that I've seen that has yeah. fights. Yeah, like even looking at uh, the one we reviewed earlier this year, uh, Enter the Fat Dragon um, with Donnie Yen. I, like, I would watch Enter the Fat Dragon, which we weren't like super hot on. I think yeah. that was our first episode. Yeah. Uh, I would watch that over this again. Yeah, for sure. There's just a little more meat there. The fights, that's the thing with the fights. I was like, man, and I wish that they didn't cut so much during any of the action mm-hmm. but it was like someone would swing and then it cuts and then it shows another swing and it cuts kind of like yeah and a lot of dutch angles extreme yeah. dutch angles uh cool to a point but yeah it just doesn't totally feel like uh a martial arts movie but it also um, feels like Mulan is kicking ass and there are cool fights. It's yeah. just like, it's almost like to the genre, it's a low entry in the genre despite being cool. You know? So, I think it's kind yeah, of like that. At least it keeps the same, uh, at least Mulan still has the same kill count as the original movie and has killed more people <laughs> than any Disney princess ever. Yeah, and she, I guess she's technically not a princess. Speak on that. She just—I think she's. She I think she's inducted. She there. She's an honorary princess. Yeah, I think she got it. Like, there's certain that get inducted, even though they're not the the like European princess. Moana, she's a princess, for sure. <laughs> oh, can we talk about? Oh, you know, it's a, a funny idea is and how ridiculous it is that they still want her dad to join the army even though he has a bum a fucked up leg oh i know there's and it's (laughs) like the alternate story of this movie where she lets her dad go he gets there and they're like all right we're gonna do training and they're like go home what the fuck are you doing here who let this happen yeah like imagine him having to carry the buckets of water like he couldn't take one step with those buckets. Yeah, and there was just no be one like, Dude, old. There's no there. possible way. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I was hoping like when he was he came up and he's like, no, I'll do it. And then he falls, and then after yeah. he's like, but if you wanted to change your mind, <laughs> no, but I'll do it. But you saw, I'm just saying it's your choice. I want to go. But if you, upon seeing my condition, said no, then of course that's your choice. <laughs> and everyone's just like, dude, this is pathetic. Just go. <laughs> and I wonder how many of the guys at that army, like, really had troubled feelings with uh, Mulan. Yeah, that's that's another thing I was going to say. Like, the her, like, love interest character that she has, like, a Hong Wee, I think is his name. That's her name, I think. Uh no no the the love interest, oh okay, is that just that him? guy that's yeah. like into, into although her. he's not really a love interest yeah yeah but I just think it's so funny like 
him having conflicted feelings of like, damn, that guy is really cute. Or not even conflicted, but like he is gay and he's like, dude, I'm really into this guy. He's pretty yeah. cute. This and is then, like my perfect guy. Other guys, I'm yeah. into guys, but like not like this guy. Yeah. And then he finds out it's a woman. He's like, oh. I'm straight. Shit. And he's like, maybe, what if he's like, maybe I'm not straight. Actually, now I'm just, I don't really care. We could be friends. It does kind of end on a friend note, a friend zoned note. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fine, but it also, like, okay, we talked about, like, Princess Mononoke Uh and that relationship between the male and female character. Yeah. This feels, it's like one of respect and, like, uh huh. That's kind of it beyond anything. And this movie feels like it wanted to be that. Uh-huh. But actually, actually wasn't that. Like at the end, they're like, see? We're that. <laughs> and you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You wanted us to think you were the other thing. Now you're saying you're that. You don't get to let us think you're the other thing. Dude, it'd be, you know, okay early sequel idea before we get into him she does go to visit Donnie Yen's daughter and asks for her marriage because Mulan in this movie is gay yeah and she said you said yeah she's like you asked me and I'm just following through you didn't know I was a baddie we gotta do why is she talking (laughs) like that (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean do we want to finish up thoughts get into our double feature and sequel yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, the the whole dad thing that was always that's really hilarious. <laughs> I like um, I like how the end he sends assassins to like kill or capture the emperor and like fight them, but they do it in broad daylight and they're wearing all black. Yeah, and I was just like, what what's going on here? This should be, first of all, at night. But second, why are you guys wearing all black running along rooftops of these, like, light gray buildings and white buildings? Like, everyone can see you. (laughs) The buildings are all super high up, so, like, anyone looking out any window would see down onto a roof. This is true. And it it kind of has a lot of, like, the catapult scene. So these catapults are perfectly hitting the targets <laughs> yeah. of these guys doing their fucking uh, 300 shield maneuver uh but when mulan goes and like fakes that she's a, an army up on the ridge their shot is just so like exactly where she needs it to be <laughs> you're just like what the fuck uh, the convenience okay the convenience they're like no, it's that they they saw a vague target in the snow that they needed to hit, that wasn't. Yeah, it's like those. I like the the guys in the shields. They're making a giant circle, but like the colors. I imagine the colors of the circle look like an actual target. Like there's like yeah. white shield <laughs> rings in the red rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing too is like so she's chasing after a bunch of like assassin dudes. On horseback with like other warriors, yeah, and all of the warriors that die are all wearing like yellow armor, but she's wearing red armor, and so it was like this like opposite of like a red shirt equivalent. Yeah, it was, like yellow shirts, 
and it, she's like dodging arrows on her horse while riding horseback and it'd just be funny to see like a, a larger shot of her actually dodging them and then the guys that she's with behind her just getting hit by the arrows oh. and she's just <laughs> effortlessly dodging she's like why why do they keep going down because they <laughs> didn't think an arrow was coming they couldn't see it and the fact that she, she dodges those arrows but then at the end when an arrow is coming towards her, the hawk lady gets in the way of yeah. it. Like, why couldn't Milan just dodge those? That yeah, one? she just would have dodged it too and lived just fine. True. Oh, yeah, I like – actually, the talk, we could talk about the villain that, that – uh, what's her name? I forgot her name, but she's like the the dark Mulan, essentially the Sith version of Mulan. yeah. A great screenwriting tip, make your villain your hero, but down a different path. And that's exactly what this movie does. Yeah. Pretty, I like her, all of her powers are sick. All of her fight scenes are really cool. Yeah, she's cool. Although I would say like her and the other main villain, they're fairly generic beyond that. Yeah. And, uh, actually there is one like, a uh, secondary character who's totally not generic and amazing. Do you know who it is? Uh, is it one of her uh, fellow uh, absolutely soldiers? No. The emperor, oh, okay. dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the <laughs> emperor is top to bottom a boss character because one, he's like. Oh, my people are... These guys are killing my people? Let's just make a big-ass army and wipe them out. Fuck this. Does that. It doesn't work. But then when it finally comes to it, he's like, Alright, let's square up. I'll square up and fight the guy. He's here? Let's do it. (laughs) And then he's like, well, let's fight one-on-one. And then uses curtains to murk a bunch of ninjas. (laughs) True. And has Chi out his ass... Yeah, so much cheat. And the Emperor is never a bitch to Milan. The whole time he's just like, you're sick. (laughs) (laughs) The Emperor's sick. Yeah, because that that was uh, another thing I had written down as an alternate ending. It's just that Jet Li and Bori Khan fight, and he just beats Bori Khan's ass because he sucks. Yeah. And Jet Li is fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, some some good psyched characters and not so good enemies, possibly. Yeah, the, some of that uh, witch's powers were cool, but ultimately it just seemed like the generic bad guy. I think we got spoiled with Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, the greatest thing about Thanos is you could tell he plays dice in the alley. <laughs> All right, I what? don't know how you could tell that, but but you can, right? I believe you. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Um, oh, I like how her last her fight with uh, Bori Khan at the end. It's basically like a Super Smash Brothers level. Yeah, yeah that that whole like, thing from when the Emperor walks in is like a cool vibe. Yeah. Because you have multiple levels. You have those dudes making that cool net. 
Yeah. Or, yeah, dude, that was crazy. I was like, oh. I was like, he's just going to fuck these guys up. And then I was like, oh, okay. That's that's a cool uh, Yeah, they, they shoot, they like, harpoons with ropes down and then all spin in a circle. And it entwines them. It's like, that's a really cool thing. Um, and then, yeah, the, the fight between them on that whole structure was really cool. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when, when Mulan, or, uh, Mulan fights the uh, the witch woman uh, and the witch woman, like, knocks her out with the knife, mm-hmm. they're fighting on this, like, piss lake, like, frozen piss lake. Yeah, like, yeah. What is this stuff? Like the sulfur lake or something. It's yellow. It's very yellow. Yeah, that lake was pretty cool, although baffling. Yeah. They just, I, I know, I'm sure it's just they wanted to have a lot of crazy colors to make it look cool. Yeah. I'm imagining like, it's like a sulfur really thing. Yellow. I don't know. Yeah. So it just smelled like terrible while they're there. Yeah. Although, according to the movie, Mulan smelled terrible. <laughs> That's true. But I, it would have been a great that there's deleted scenes where after she finally takes a bath, people still tell her she stinks. Yeah. And that's just that's just her. Like She, she just smells bad. She's like, she just smells bad. It's something that happens to people. It's, it's all the chi. <laughs> yeah, the, the king is notorious for smelling bad as well. <laughs> no one's the, ever told him. Chi comes out their pores. It just smells like sulfur. <laughs> Alright, anything else on this film? I think that's it. Well, cool. I'd say, I mean, it's a good time. It's a solid Disney movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's kind of generic and, and like a Applebee's steak. Yeah. So what is your double feature, Chris? I had uh, I've written down uh, Sorority Boys. Please explain. I was looking for an old uh, an old movie where uh, men dress up as women, <laughs> and, then, and then you have a movie where a woman dresses up as a man. Tu Wong Fu, possibly even. Oh, dude, Tu Wong Fu, fuck, that's way better. Oh, good. I have so that going... movie on DVD. Oh, really? Any good special features yeah. on it? Uh, I haven't. I actually haven't checked those out. I should. I oh, that, I checked out some of the special features like, for this. People don't know about that movie. They need and then to when they find out, they're like their minds are blown. Yeah, I just saw a really funny meme. It was uh you know the moment in Big Trouble in Little China when I think she asks like are you gonna kiss are you you're are you gonna chase after her? And he says, like, no. Or, like, are you going to kiss her? He's like, no. It's, like, surprising that he says no. But oh. it's uh, it's him saying that to the him, uh, Kurt Russell, as a woman from Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> I, I really have to. I'll find that and send it to you. So I forget what the quote was, but it's just perfect. Um, my double feature is Red Sorry, Cliff. Patrick Swayze. Patrick you know? Swayze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Kurt Russell saying it to Patrick Swayze, then? Yeah, I think it's it's that or the other way around. Okay. Uh, Kurt Russell says no. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll have to find it. You'll see. Uh, yeah. My double feature is Red Cliff. Oh, sick. Because <laughs> why not? I never watched it. Yeah, John Woo's Red Cliff. It's also about uh, a war in ancient China. 
and it slaps, and I think it's like four hours. Yeah, isn't it super long? Yeah. I've actually never seen it either, but it's like, if you're looking for the most, like, Hollywoodized, like, big budget version of a Chinese film in this uh, era, Red Cliff's probably more genuine. <laughs> I say that not seeing it, but uh, that's what experts say. How about the sequel? We talked a little bit about a sequel, a Fast and Furious tie-in sequel, but uh, what else do you got? So, what I was going to talk about, actually, is there already is Mulan 2. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Is it but an ha- animated movie? It? Yeah, the animated Mulan 2. Did you ever watch it? I never watched it. Was it, like, a straight-to-VHS, or was it a... Yeah, yeah, it was, like, straight-to-DVD or whatever back in the day, VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story of it is pretty sick. It's basically what happens is Mulan has to um, protect and escort a bunch of three princesses. Uh, escort mission? Ugh. Yeah. But <laughs> she has her other warrior friends help her. And they have to dress up as women to blend in with the princesses. Oh, as that's a good sequel idea. Yeah, right? They should do the live-action version of that. That would be great. Yeah. And, they, and that's all the, the warrior dudes basically, like, become the the women that they're protecting that are princesses are, like, gender-swapped versions of them, of the three of them. Mm. And then they, like, they all, like, fall in love with the other yeah. warriors on their journey. It's awesome. They, they should totally do it. That's good. I do, like, uh, it's not exactly this, but this, like, uh, what you do with the um, sequels that uh, Miss Congeniality did. So at the beginning of Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock is like a slob, and then she learns to be fabulous. So Miss Congeniality 2, now she's too fabulous, and she needs <laughs> to learn to be more, like, uh, natural and down-to-earth. A bit more balanced. Yeah. So this, in the same way, it's kind of like, oh, Mulan has to do that. Now we're kind of switching it. I, I love when a sequel does that. Yeah. Because then you're getting to the heart of what made the movie. Like, it wasn't just the characters that make the mm-hmm. movie. It was also the plot and, like, yeah. the situation they were in. So you got to find that way to, to mix it. You can't make Bill and Ted's non-time-traveling adventure. Like, we don't fucking like the characters that much alone. (laughs) We want to see them time travel, because that's what a Bill and Ted movie is. Yeah. So Mulan, we need to see gender swapping. That's like, that's the checkmark number one for what you need in a Mulan story. So even um, the Jennifer Aniston movie with uh, uh, Jason Bateman uh, where they switch bodies. I don't think that's a real movie. I think I, <laughs> I, think uh, I, I know Jason Bateman did one with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And Jason Bateman also did one with uh, Jennifer Aniston, I think. But not where they switch bodies. Just like it was a movie with them, I think. <laughs> so I think I'm confusing that. Okay. All right. My uh, sequel idea is Mulan, the King's Guard. As we know, she was invited to be part of the King's Guard. Well, when doing so, she's going to find out that the Kingsguard are people like the Old Guard, starring Shalice Theron. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mulan um, has to come to terms with whether she is one also, and to do that, she knows she has to die. 
That's sick. It's uh, like that. It's like Disney and Netflix doing like a co movie. <laughs> like they never production. would. Yeah, they're like, let's do a collab, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Project Incredibles. It's Project Power meets The Incredibles. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, that's the my, that's my sequel. All right, any other thoughts about this movie? Oh, man. Actually, was I just thinking there's something I wanted to talk about. Damn. I forgot. Never mind. I'll f- maybe I'll think of it, but... All right, well, there is time to think about it. This episode is about to end, but we are going to do just a short, like, after show that's not part of this episode that you could download separately uh, just to see if people enjoy that, us not talking about movies. So let us know in your reviews. Also, so please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It does help. And we'd like to know who's listening, what they're doing. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, I'm at Rebirth Project on Twitter. Awesome. And I am at Joe Cabello on Twitter. Also, uh, right now I'm in the works with my new graphic novel. If you want to check out my Patreon, uh, I'm going to be putting updates there about the graphic novel, like behind the making of, the script, um, concept art, things like that, as the graphic novel is getting made. And then I'm sure anybody who's a Patreon is going to get you know the graphic novel for free and all that. Um, especially if they've been donating for a while. So um, check that out, please. That'll really help. Also check out my first comic, robotblackbeltchampion.com. You can find the comic there. And uh, we hope to see you again where next week. Do we know what's going on next week? Next week is uh, the sequel to The Babysitter. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, definitely want to check that out. And I think there's quite a few cool things coming out along the week that we'll probably be talking about too. Along with yeah, the Ponyo. boys, the boys season two. Yeah, boys season two. I still need to catch up Came on out Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah. Oh yeah. So a uh, lot to catch up on. We'll see you next week. Another Keep watching movies. Movie Hit us up. Podcast. Talk to us. We love talking about it. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll do some funny ads. Talking movies and having a bliss. It's the beaded podcast. It's the Beaded Podcast